Hello, y'all. This is Tanya Joy, and I am so excited to announce my involvement with the Celebrity Softball Classic coming up on November 4th, 2023 at the Riders Field in Frisco, Texas. Never have I been honored to be part of a celebrity sports event ever. I know music and the stage. I am so excited because everything we're going to be doing is to benefit our veterans. There will be 200 tickets given away free to veterans, first responders, and their families for every $1,000 donation. So if you can help out, please go to CelebritySoftballClassic.org and donate today. We're also looking for corporate sponsors. Please call 817-308-5476. Go over to CelebritySoftballClassic.org and pick up your tickets now so that you can join us as we thank our veterans and first responders. We should be donating close to $200,000 to over 10 different charities. Past celebrities have included Matthew McConaughey, Isaiah Stanback from the Dallas Cowboys, Eric Warfield from the Kansas City Chiefs, Chaz Taylor, pro wrestler, Tommy Harris of the Chicago Bears, and this year, yours truly, Tanya Joy from the Tanya Joy Show. Please join me on November 4th in Frisco, Texas for the Celebrity Softball Classic. Grab your tickets now at CelebritySoftballClassic.org and help spread the word so that we can thank and support our veterans and first responders. God bless you, and I will see you there. As our audience knows, uh, we don't do it. We don't promote anything unless it works. I fell off a ladder, fell down on, a, on my leg, opened it up, and there was great pain in it. So I, I, I used the patch, and immediately it went away. No pain. Backed by scientific research and rigorous lab testing, even people who have suffered for decades are getting amazing results. Quantum energy is frequencies that connect to your body's energy system. Only QE Strong encodes key intentions and Bible verses about pain relief onto the small patch. You simply place it on your body each day. And with a bonus prayer guide, read aloud a positive intention and one or two Bible verses about pain relief each day. This unique yet potent multisensory approach is powerful and it works. The patch provides the touch, and the included prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to utilize the senses God gave you. That's the quantum effect. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to qepain.com forward slash B4A. Hello and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Tanya Joy Show. We are back home on our normal set. I love it. And we have not done a Gibson Girls episode in quite a while. So I grabbed my sister and I said, come on, we got we to gotta do an update. So today you're joining us for an update from the Gibson Girls. And this is always a fun show. This is my sister. She's got children um, that are a little younger than my children. And she's down in uh, the free state of Texas raising them. I'm up in communist Illinois, almost done raising mine. And we love to get together and just talk about hot topics, talk about what's going on. We're both we both did pageants. We both have a similar background. Obviously, we grew up together, but we both sing um, and, and do all sorts of things that are alike. And so we love to get together and just talk about hot topics. So that's what you have joined us for today. If you are new and you're watching us on Rumble, please give us a like, subscribe, make sure you hit that bell so that you'll get the alerts. If you're watching us on the Blessed News Network, 
welcome. You can also download an app and watch us on that app. If you're watching us on Facebook or Clout Hub or um, any of the other podcast areas, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Please subscribe and give a thumbs up. That helps with the algorithms. And um, we're trying to rebuild even on YouTube. This show may or may not go on YouTube. It always depends on what we talk about. But we're trying to rebuild that channel. And as you heard in the pre-show uh, commercials, we are looking for some help. I'm doing this all by myself. My prayer has been that I would have some assistant by the end of this year. So I've got three months left. I don't know how that's going to work because it's basically a volunteer position right now. Um, but if you feel led or if you know someone, please feel free to reach out. You can always reach me at thetanyajoyshow at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Um, we're going to have a great show today. Uh, our show is still airing at 414 every day. Also, for those of you that are in Texas, since this is going to be my Texas show with my sister, I'm going to be down there November 3rd and 4th to play in the Celebrity Softball Classic. You probably saw the commercial. We either ran it beforehand or it'll be coming up here shortly. Um, but we would love for you to join us. And this is all to benefit our veterans. So if you're local, anywhere near the area, we would love for you to join. Tickets are only $10. Grab yourself and your family some. Or uh, if you can support, if you have a business, you can you can donate and support the, the event as well. All right. God bless you. We are going to get the show going. First, I want to introduce to you a brand new affiliate called Verve Spray Vitamins. I love these. You guys, I am so hooked on these. They're spray vitamins. You can travel with them. They're so easy. I should have brought them in my office so I can show you all. Um, but we're going to have a commercial here in a minute. Pick some up. They're so reasonable. Like I think with our discount, it ends up being like $19 a month for a month's supply of a spray vitamin. Super easy. Your kids will use them, all that. So hang tight. We will be right back to get the show started. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an honor. Joshua Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am doing so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because... What is prayer? I'm just Jewish, you know what I mean? And I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. Me <laughs> too. Like, and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it oh, right. Good job. All right. The Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks. Good morning, good morning, it's time to run. These people that get higher up, How sometimes I've thought... Today, these are glory days and not gloomy days. Like, I love this. You know, it kind of works. awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause, that's cool. <laughs> there we go. Thank Hi, Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. 
right. Welcome back, everybody. Tara, welcome back to the show. It's Hi. been a little bit of time since we did a show. Yeah, I know. It's been way too long. It's just our schedules are too busy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you guys have been. So give everybody an update on what you all have been up to and, and oh, you know, well, all um, that I mean, the biggest update is we pulled our middle child out of public school um, last week, and yesterday was his first day starting at the same private school that my older daughter goes to, who's a sophomore in high school, and my middle son's a seventh grader, and um, it just was, you know, we kept saying just all we need is one more thing that happens that we're going to pull him, and that pretty much happened uh, two weeks ago. Um, a kid that is in my middle son Cooper's school um, had an Instagram video that was being circulated with him in his older brother's car with two real handheld guns. And he was waving them around with um, very inappropriate music um, that was saying the N-word and everything. And, um, and how old was so he? He's in seventh grade? Seventh grade, his name's Azarian, and he was in the same school with Cooper as fifth and sixth grade, and um, just always getting in trouble, and something that we started noticing happening um, once he went, my son went to fifth grade, when there are troubled kids and kids that constantly are getting, you know, um, behavioral issues, mm -hmm. they cannot do very much because of federal laws that are in place, you cannot kick a, a public student out of public school. It's, it's, it's school for everyone, right? So they'll go away. I mean, they might get ISS, the in-school suspension. Um, this, in this case, he would go away to a behavioral school that's in our same town, um, sometimes two weeks up to maybe six or seven weeks. Um, but he always comes back. And so it just got to the point where this year, seeing him in that situation, um, it really scared Cooper. Um, they were playing football together. And then, wow. I, so I had to actually end up making a report on our school district's um, threat, you know, threat assessment, or um, I, there's like a few different yeah. toppings that it's under. But and I did it anonymously just for obviously um, in case the parent tried to figure out who it was or whatever. But then two days later, Cooper was at school with all his friends. This was now on a Friday. And there was a rumor going around that there was some other situation of a possible school shooting at his school. And so all of Cooper and his friends were like texting us moms at 9:30 in the morning, come, can you come get us? You know, we're scared. There's, there's this SWAT team. So we have, um, different police, like a SWAT police department. It's not our school. It's not the public school district's police. It is a actual city police SWAT team that comes in. And I didn't know this until this happened four times a year, at least for the middle school, that random checks where they show up, it's a bunch of them dressed in like military gear. Yeah. They have drug sniffing dogs and metal wands and they go and just sort of search the area. And that's just, just, you know, random, but this just happened to, you know, occur two days after I made an, um, you know, an anonymous, um, flag on this kid. And so I think Cooper was kind of scared because he knew, 
you know, it was on our side that reported it. And I don't know if he thought maybe the kid's going to know and find out. And so anyway, I had to go pick him up at 1045 in the morning. And my husband, you know, Dave was just like, this is it. We're done. We're pulling him. And, you know, going up to our private Christian school with our daughter to all of her sporting events and then going to my son's public school, middle school football games, drastic, drastic difference. Yeah. I mean, it is like night and day. Um, and I think Dave finally was just like, this isn't what we want our kids to be around. Like I would yeah. rather them get this experience. And so, um, yesterday wow. was his first day and you know, it's sad. He had his buddy day last Wednesday, um, at the school and you basically get matched with another kid your age and you go all day to all the different classes so you can get a feel for a, a typical day. Mm -hmm. And the night before he did not want to go because he has so many good friends and he's like, yeah. I don't want to leave, you know? And I said, well, just go and like, see what the day is like. We're not saying we're going to go, even mm -hmm. though in the back of our heads, we're like, we are. Um, but after school, we went and picked him up and immediately he goes, um, yeah, sign me up. I really like it. <laughs> and, he said, God. And, and I said, I was like, well, what is it that you like to go as well all the teachers here just seem to want to be here they're all so happy to be here and then he wow said, isn't that incredible that he can yes, pick that up yes and he said um and there's no time wasted in class to d deal with the behavioral issues and so wow yeah, those were his only two things that he really, really liked about it. And, of course, he loves the God aspect. He loves that there's chapel and Bible class and yeah. all that. But it's it's good. It was a good That's change. That's incredible. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's incredible. I mean, it's going to be good. On uh, We're in these days where these kids, they're not safe in the public schools. And you think mm -hmm. about it, these public schools are ultimately – they're government funded, they're government run. And mm -hmm. now because of the way they infiltrated, I mean, they did it so, I hate to say brilliantly, but in some ways, because they went into the colleges, you know, mm -hmm. two decades ago and they taught the upcoming teachers, mm -hmm. here's what you're going to teach. And then they put the laws in to support what they were teaching. So then these new teachers mm -hmm. were going, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm that's fine. I'm not going to cause a problem. Right. And then before mm -hmm. you know it, you've got kids all these generations later that can go to a private school and see the difference that adults see. Like the fact mm -hmm. that he could see we're mm -hmm. not being, you know, we're, we're not wasting time. Cause think mm -hmm. of how many schools, I mean, I think a lot of that came in with the no child left behind act. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and that's where, um, and I have so many friends. Oh my, yeah. my, well, especially my at the elementary school, you yes. guys have a great elementary Tons of school. Teacher friend. And we have so many teacher friends and, um, and what's sad is a lot of my teacher friends, especially in the older ages, the intermediate, middle and high school teachers, um, are all getting out of it because it's they're just miserable i mean like what cooper yeah. had seen that oh the teachers here seem like they enjoy it well that's true and i don't think very many public school teachers could argue with that because most teachers are upset with it too um yeah. so i wouldn't even you know it's not the teacher's fault it's their hands are tied it's coming from higher up there's more state testings and basically it's all of the things that they spend their whole year teaching none of that really matters in the state's eyes because it's just all about our standardized tests and how they 
how they score on that. And, and that's sad. I mean, they could be an A student in the school with the teacher, but then maybe not meet the level that the state tells them they should meet. So therefore they can flunk. Well, what are you telling that to the teacher then? We don't really value anything you're doing in your classroom because, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. He's passing your class. You must be doing something wrong or giving him a big curve or giving him A's or making it easy for him if he can't pass the state test. And I think a lot of teachers are getting frustrated with that. They don't, they're not valued. They're not getting paid enough. They're, they're having to now deal with parenting kids, not just teaching them because we have such a lack. And that's the thing. What we see in the schools, it's not the schools. It always goes back to the family. When you see a broken school system, 100% it's broken family system. It's not, we can't blame the educators. We need to first look in what is happening behind closed doors in these homes. There are not, the parents right. well, aren't that's doing the their problem job. With the kids. Yeah, the parents are yeah. sending their kids to be raised by the schools. But yeah. unfortunately, so many of the new teachers are so woke that, I mean, they're not teaching them. They're just pushing their narrative that they were taught, you know, not the older mm -hmm. teachers, the older teachers still. And I shouldn't say all because there are some young ones that are going, no, yeah. I'm called to this. And they know they're walking into a battlefield. Yeah. But yeah, like these kids, like a kid like that, who's waving mm -hmm. a gun around, where are the parents? Probably mm -hmm. both of them are working or they're on drugs or, I mean, you know, hate mm -hmm. to say, maybe they're not, maybe they're just working to try and make a living because you can't support a family on one income. I mean, there's a lot of, of Variables. reasons, mm -hmm. you know, but it's still, it, it's from the, it's from the home, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, I remember when we doing the pageants and this is, you know, I've said this before back when I was doing Miss America and they changed my platform. My platform was going to be the importance of the family unit and that mm -hmm. we cannot just say it takes a village and it's the responsibility of the community no, it's mm. not. It's the responsibility of the parents. Now, yeah. the community should be like the old days where when you see a kid misbehaving, you go, hey, knock it off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. a community group um, teaching morals and all standing for the same truths. But I mean, mm. we're far from that. Right. No, now. We're so well. And then I just found out like this morning, my workout group, one of my friends who's a librarian here in our city um, at a very title one elementary school looks completely different than our elementary school. Very, very different demographics and everything. What is title one? Is Title that, one is state funded. So you have to have so much percentage of your students on free and reduced lunches. And that mm. can, that creates a title one. Yes. So you get more funding from the government because of it. Um, but our my friend just the other day, get this three second grade kids, they're seven years old, got they were in the playground at recess and they were they had a vape pen smoking marijuana at second grade, three of them. And you know they're they're innocent. It's not they're yeah. They don't even know it. what it is. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm sure they're around family members that are just shooting up cocaine. Like that's what's sad. It's it's like you just you feel bad for these kids because what happened to their parents? And then you can look even further. Okay, well those parents had parents. What did those parents do? Right. We can go back over and over generations, but um, it's just really sad. And I know a lot of people are like, well, we don't want to shelter our kids. I mean, this is the real world and, you know, private school, you just shelter. Okay. Well, I get that, but eventually they still see it. They still hear about it. They're still not perfect kids in private schools. I mean, I'm not saying you still have to be vigilant no matter where you're right. at. Um, but, um, 
I do want to somehow protect them as much as I can so we can pour into them our tr the truth of the Bible says, what God has for us. Yeah. Uh, so when they are ready to be in the world, and I, I guess everyone argues, what's that age? I mean, maybe some people think by the time they're eight, they should be, uh, you know, uh, around this type of stuff. Some people say maybe not until high school, maybe not for, until college. But either way, every, you know, we feel like this is a better, better opportunity for our kids. Um, and, and when your kids, you know, for the last two years in fifth and sixth grade, Cooper is like every day there's fights and just cussing yeah. and disrespect that these kids are saying to the teachers. And, yeah. um, and to be honest, their education's just not as good in that situation. Right. Not, well, and, not and then to. it's not even, I mean, you've got the teachers that have been inundated with their teaching, but then even if they're good teachers, they're now being thrown into an environment where they're babysitting half the class. Yeah. And yep. the kids, they want to help. They can't because the, the other kids are demanding of all their time. So yeah. it, even, even the most woke teacher who's teaching horrible things and pushing narratives, they're mm -hmm. still torn because they're yeah. still dealing with a wide variety, you know, of too of many discipline. kids in a classroom yeah. and, uh, and discipline issues like that. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, it's just, like I thought, I thought it was crazy because our private school, you have to send, they send out five different recommendation emails that your pastor of your church, the youth pastor of your church, and the principal of the current school your child goes to, the language arts and the math teacher all have to fill out this really quick questionnaire about your kid. Like, you know, very basic. Well, we, Cooper has been home from school for an entire week. We pulled him last Wednesday and he never went back because we knew we were putting him at PCA. Immediately, I filled out the paperwork. We had our interview. We did all of it, but we had to wait because two different, one of his uh, language arts teacher and the principal would not respond to the email. And so I had to email them separately and be like, hey, sorry to bother you. We're pulling Cooper out to go to PCA and they're sending you an email. Well, the language arts teacher wrote me back. This was like, they got the email on a Thursday. This was on Saturday. The language arts teacher said, yes, I saw that on Thursday. Um, I'll get around to it at my earliest convenience. That was what the language arts teacher said. Um, now his math teacher- Wouldn't it be nice if um, their HR department said, we'll get around to paying you when it's convenient. I know, I know. I mean, but again, you feel bad for him because they are way overworked. Yeah. And they do not get paid enough. Like, yeah, no, they I don't. do feel Teachers bad for them. Right. Yeah. Yes, but it's still Overworked like and underpaid. the yes, but the math teacher immediately wrote back. She was like, "Oh, this breaks my heart to lose Cooper. I just love him. He is a great student. I wish him well. I sent it in." Okay, the language arts. It was, that was the response I got. Well, then I had to send it to the principal to be like, "Again, this is coming," and the principal said, "Yes, I saw that come through on Thursday, but to be honest, I don't know who he is, and so I don't know how to answer these questions." Which, granted, we've only been there six weeks. You know, it's a new school six weeks being there. But that's how you feel like you go through public school. Once you leave elementary school, you're at elementary school for five years. So those yeah, teachers, they, they know you. you. Mm -hmm. But then you go two years for intermediate, two years in middle school, four years. And if you're not, but guess what? That principal knows Azarian because he had yep. this huge thing. They know the bad They know kids. the bad kids. Yes, the good kids, just, they just throw in there and just get them through. Those are the kids yeah. that keep their test scores up high yep. enough to be able to get their funding, get yep. them through, get them out. Let's focus on the trouble so that nothing yeah. bad happens and just get yeah. through the year. And I mean, that is not the way our education system mm -hmm. should look. And, no. you know, you're just an example 
of what is happening across the country. Thank God yeah. that, you know, you got your kids come from a solid home. They're not being inundated mm. with the, you know, terrible books. I mean, wasn't it you that sent it, that book that was in the Texas? No, yeah. Henry, you sent me one, but then someone just sent me right here at the McHenry uh, Junior High, I think it was, a book that was, uh, it might have been the same book. I think it might have been the queer theory. It's the one that's going yeah. around where it's pornographic and it's oh, talking yeah, about yeah. oral sex mm -hmm. and things like that between, yeah. I forget if that's queer theory, because there's really only- no, blue eyes, something about something. my blue eye. Yeah, there, and there's not a lot of them. That's the whole thing. No. It's, it's not like the libraries are inundated, but no. the few that they've put in there are hardcore pornography. Yeah. And the kids are and, finding it. Well, and the, okay, so I'm working book fair next week at my, my younger one's elementary school and it's a public elementary school. Love it. I mean, I've, we've been there for 11 years. Just yeah. love, love, love the school. And that school really does feel more private. Um, principals, a strong Christian believer, all the teachers. I mean, they're, it's just a very different feel. And even the teachers, everyone in this whole school district yeah. knows that our elementary school is like no other elementary school. It's a very unique school mm -hmm. but um working the book fair this week as the book fair chair um you know there there is there was one book it was about harry styles that was in the library yes that i had set up and um first of all harry styles is very flamboyant anyway it's like queen the old queen singer yeah. you know yeah um he dresses flamboyant and so we just kind of were looking through it in the very back it does have a whole rainbow flag on the back and it says LGBTQ ally, and it kind of quickly talked about how they're an, he's an ally to LGBTQ. And I'll be honest, with that type of book, it was like, okay, pornography, very vulgar, um, visual, sexual stuff should not ever be in a public school library. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a public school, you, you, cannot, you cannot ban LGBTQ stuff if it's nothing vulgar because then you are not allowed to share your christian faith so like if you start banning one way of thinking that will ban others like if we want the bible in the public school well guess what then some muslim could come and say well we want the quran you can't say oh no 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 but the bible. lgbt stuff is different because it's only based on sexuality and they yes. don't have heterosexual inappropriate stuff because it would be considered no, inappropriate well, that's what I'm saying. If it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate. That doesn't even fall to me under LGBTQ. It's just sexually inappropriate exactly, stuff does not belong. Right. But but because of the school we have, um, the principal, our librarian, my president of the PTA, we all were like, you know what? This, first of all, for, for preschoolers to fourth graders, this, nobody knows who Harry, they're not going to be into music at that age of Harry Styles. And there was a few pictures of him, like with his open chest, like with no shirt on and being singing on stage. And so we decided we're just going to put that back in our box behind our nice. bookcases and not even mess with it because we feel like it is a little bit above um, elementary school readers. Yeah. Um, so we were able to do that. But, you know, again, if you go to other schools and depending on what yeah. is in place there, you just yeah. don't know. Exactly. Um, but wow. it is, it's a lot, a uh, lot of things that you feel like you're just being faced it's with tiring. every day. It's tiring mm -hmm. right now. I mean, for sure, because all we are really doing is like, as a parent, it's like, you're kind of walking around with, you know, a, a, uh, a breastplate protecting yeah. your kids mm -hmm. from all that's coming at them. And at the same time, 
trying to give them a normal upbringing. I mean, because our poor Mm -hmm. kids are growing up in a world that's not normal right now. This is not how it was when we grew up. And so trying to give them normal experiences and fun and joy, right? And and Mm -hmm. at the same time, working double hard because of the inflation and the cost of Mm -hmm. everything on this extreme, you know, heightened level. And I just keep thinking like, I feel like the earth is like, uh, what's the word? Like, like, it's like almost like, you know, you, we have a that pressure. Breathe. Yes. Like a pressure. It's yeah. like, we're in a pressure cooker and it just feels like something's get like something has to burst. It has to, mm-hmm. we can't maintain this long. There's Very no much. possible way our world will implode. And so yeah. I'm just, you know, searching kind of right now and, and constantly going Lord when are you going to move? Like there's, he's, I mean, this is because it's just getting harder and harder and more pressure, more pressure. Eventually it's going to blow up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I keep reminding myself is that our kids, we see it as this horrible world they're growing up in and, but they don't know any different. And I do feel like God has their generation we all are born in our era at the right time because he never makes mistakes. And so I feel like I can rest assured that what my kids are going through is just going to make them stronger and fight. And it could be easily their generation that does something to turn things around. I think it will be. I really do. I think it's going to be, you know, like, like, the, the boys age, that's the group that I think, and maybe a little bit above them because you're, we're starting to see some of the kids in that high school range start to get vocal and stand up against the yeah. things that are coming after their culture. But it's going to be that, that high school and younger who I think will come up and go, oh, heck no. This is not the way it's going to be. We're changing it all and it's going to, you know, I think it'll end up going back. So by the time we're old... <laughs> Yeah, they'll it have is. it fixed. Yeah. Something else will be. But Great. I was listening to the introduction you were giving about just um, how we're similar and how we grew up. And then you kind of laughed like, oh, yeah, we, we were raised in the same household. So, yeah, we have some similarities. So but, um, but I did start thinking because there's been some friends that I've talked to over the last few years that have made comments uh, that are really disheartening where they'll say they just – don't talk about religion and politics with their kids because in their mind, they think that's like brainwashing their kids to only believe what they believe. And they don't think that's healthy and they don't think that's right. And it's almost, and it really kind of, I feel stems from the Christianity world. I think that it was churches and Christianity that sort of skewed people away from like, not sharing what they believe to Mm -hmm. their own families because um, I I don't really know why, but there just is a lot of... I think there are people, I think that the general population of Christians have been brainwashed by the church. And so they have become lukewarm, just like it says in the Bible, the end days, it says you are lukewarm, you are neither hot nor cold, and therefore I will spit you out of my mouth. I mean, Jesus says Mm -hmm. that. That's Mm -hmm. what we're seeing. We are seeing you can't be lukewarm. You're either going to be completely on fire for God or you're going to be completely against him. There is no middle ground. So the ones that are like, well, we're just not going to talk about it. What they don't realize is they're actually setting up a precedent that they are against God. They are not following. The Bible says, train your child in the way they should go, which is the ways of the Lord, and they Mm -hmm. will not depart from it. So the parents that are saying, I'm not going to talk to my kids about this. It's just too controversial. And there's too much, Mm -hmm. you know, there's too much chaos out there. And I just want them to figure it out on their own. 
they're going to be held yeah. responsible and liable for it. Yep. They are yep. misleading their own children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we did, like, we, we, now. we were raised, mom and dad always, we, we grew up in a very open family and even grandma and grandpa, like the Gibsons, we would like, we always had our conversations around God or the Bible and a biblical yeah. worldview. It was yes, always, always. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that was unusual. I just right. thought that's how all Christian type homes were like, mm -hmm. but, um, mm -hmm. there really aren't that many. And so, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I feel like it's important. I'm not shielding my kids from what is out there. I still like, I'm going to tell my kids about the crazy situation that just happened in one of the other elementary schools with those three second graders, because, you know, I still have to tell them no matter where they're at, don't ever take candy or right. medicine from anybody, even your friends. Cause now it's yeah. being laced with fentanyl. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to become like this Amish person where we just cut ourselves mm -hmm. off of the world and right. they don't know what's really out there. They right. are going to know, yeah. but I don't want them to have to um, worry about battling that when they're just trying to get a good education. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just trying you to know, get I want them school. to stay kids. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's not like anything. I mean, you know, I remember when we grew up and, you know, we'd go to school and I mean, we grant it now. I mean, you were at the private school from second grade on, so you didn't have to experience. I experienced this back mm -hmm. then. I mean, I, I remember being bullied, you know, at, Dryden, I remember being bullied at the middle school, you know, once we moved to Barrington and Barrington, uh, it wasn't station. It was the other prairie. No, it Is was it like, prairie? no, maybe it was Grove. It was Grove. It, yeah. so it was elementary school. It was the elementary school. And people, I remember the kids broke into my locker and stole stuff out of my locker to tease mm -hmm. me and they called me Miss Piggy and they would, you know, throw things. I mean, it was bullying. It was all out mean girls bullying and mm -hmm. the school would do nothing about it. I remember mom yeah. going in there and that's why she pulled us out and, and went, that's enough. You know, we're not doing it. Anymore. Mm -hmm. I remember getting up and making myself throw up so that I could say I was sick. So I wouldn't have to go to school. That's terrible. Wow. You know? Wow. So now once we got to, you know, uh, St. Peter, Same. that was night and day. I mean, that yeah. changed our life. And then when we, I mean, I remember going back into high school and going back into public school, high school at that point, it wasn't as big of a deal, I think, because mm -hmm. of having those years, you know, exactly. in the private yes. Christian school. But even then, I mean, I remember sitting in high school, Barrington High School, when they did a course, um, one of my classes, and I don't even know why they did it, because I think it was like history. Like, I don't even remember what the class was, but they were teaching, um, uh, what is that? ESV, ES, where you can like ESP, ESP. So they were going to, we were going to do an experiment where half the class was going to think about something. The, the one or two students were going to go in the hallway. The class was going to think, and then they were going to send those thoughts to the hallway to the kid. And I remember barely understanding, but raising my hand and saying, um, what do we do if we don't want to participate? Cause this is against my religion. And they were like, what are you talking about? I mean, I can't believe I did that, quite frankly. I didn't wow. even think anything of it. I just thought, I'm not doing this. And um, <laughs> and I remember he was like, I think it was a male teacher. And he was like, what do you mean? This is, and I said, this is, it's fine. I said, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying this against what I believe. And I will, I'm not willing to participate. So what can I do? And they sent me to the, to the dean. 
go to the Dean's. I said, okay. So I went to the Dean's. I think I left early and they couldn't, you know, back then, I don't remember if they even were able to give me another assignment. Maybe I had to write an essay or something, but like, I don't remember it being a big deal. I don't remember. I just, I'm not going to do that. That's not what I believe in. And I left, but I mean, could you imagine that now a kid, you know, they're teaching the LGBT. Could you imagine if these kids, now see, I could see Cooper doing that. Cooper would be like, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not participating. (laughs) Yeah, he would. He definitely would. Yeah. I mean, you just want to raise bold kids. Yeah. And not to be rude, not being mean. I didn't, I don't remember being disrespectful. I don't remember. There was no argument. There was, it was nothing. It was just, no, I can't, I'm not going to participate. This is just not what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do something yeah. else, you know. Isn't that, it's so funny that you and, can remember that. And that was, you know, a long time ago. I'm not even gonna, I don't even know how long ago. That was a long, long time uh-huh. ago. And and that yeah. was just the beginning of trying mm-hmm. to get these ideas, these mindsets, this new age, this really anti-God mm-hmm. curriculum. Yeah. That's all that it is. It's an anti-God, anti-morality, anti-biblical, mm-hmm. which ultimately is anti-Christ. It's just the mm-hmm. anti-Christ spirit that is Mm. running rampant in our world right now. And it's hitting all areas of society like we've never seen. I mean, I think about Hollywood, the fact that Hollywood is still on this lockdown, this, this strike, nobody's working. The actors aren't working. The writers aren't working. They won't go to award shows. They won't, they can't write new content. They can't create, they can't do anything because they've been under unions. And now the unions are going, well, no, we're we're going to do it our way and we're keeping the money. And now the actors for the first time are going, well, not the first time, but the actors and the writers together are going, hold on. Why aren't we? Now, of course, they're still making a lot of money, but not all of them. New actors oh. and writers, they're not. But they're all going, we want a piece of that. We're creating the work. Why aren't we getting a piece of that? And the big studios, which are the elite of the elite, are going, nah. We'll just sit here and wait. And they'll, I think they'll win. I think it's the takedown of Hollywood, quite frankly. I really do. But that it's every area of influence right now. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. You can't go to corporate America and get out of it. You can't go to, Mm -hmm. you can't go anywhere and not see this Mm -hmm. as present. Well, it's funny because you know that like conference that you and mom had gone to like a month ago and that lady, the the pastor's wife had prophesied over and it's funny because so it was like a month ago and you guys went to this. Is that only prophetic, a month ago? Oh my gosh. Maybe it was like six weeks ago. It wasn't it was like long. When, Where was that? Yeah, was, I can't even think what event that was. I forget what it was, but mom sent me the video of the yeah. pastor's wife and she didn't know that I was there, like that yeah. I was a daughter. Right. Yeah. She just said to mom, like, now do you have, you have another daughter? And my mom's like, yeah. She goes, and she has like, a boy and a girl and then mom's like and another boy and she's Uh like okay and she just starts prophesying all these things and like the one thing was about the whole school situation and at that time we were not like okay the last two years at the fifth and sixth grade level we did i wanted to pull cooper out but dave was like no no we can't pay for two tuitions at private school he'll be fine good grief Yeah, yeah it's 
it's a lot. And um, so he was like uh, fighting me on it. So I was like, fine, okay. Luckily, Cooper can handle it himself. Like, okay. But then um, we get this prophetic word and that says you that your daughter and, and son-in-law are really struggling on what to do with their school and if they need to pull their kids out of public school or homeschool. And there's going to be a time where they're going to have to make that hard decision yes. and pull them out. And it's to protect him. Yeah. And the craziest thing is then all of a sudden later. last week, uh, yes. And Dave was just like, no, this is done. And so, um, you know, it, it is, that's where prophetic words are nice to kind of feel like, um, God sees you. just, yeah. To know that, that there are little decisions that seem huge in our minds that yeah. God is already controlling and he already has it planned. Yeah. And he sees and he knows, I mean, that's the part of, that's the part of the prophetic that I like because you know that God sees and he, um, he's got a plan and he's not going to let mm -hmm. you go. And I think that that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things right now that we need to be teaching our kids and ourselves and our friends. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, to me, mm -hmm. yes, all these topics are important. The education system is vital. Hollywood entertainment mm -hmm. media, it's all important. They're the, mm -hmm. they're the, the mountains of society. But if we can't even comprehend and stick to the basic truth that we are to be here to live by the word of God, to be an example mm -hmm. of who Christ was. You know, when he said, pick up your cross and follow me, he was basically saying, count the cost. It, mm -hmm. it, you don't get to live in the world and follow me. And so regardless of what it is, doesn't mean you don't get to do your dream. It doesn't mean he put mm -hmm. talents in us. Our talents mm -hmm put us into the areas of society we belong that God created us for. But mm -hmm. we won't ever be able to fully do that if we don't understand the basics of surrendering to the Lord, seeking him first, you know, seek the kingdom of mm -hmm. God first and all things will be added unto you. Um, you know, mm -hmm. living peacefully with our neighbor, loving our neighbor as ourselves. You think mm -hmm. about this. Someone's, I listened to this amazing speaking uh, message this morning and she said, if you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbors. Well, look what they're doing mm -hmm. to our kids. They're telling mm -hmm. a child at a very young age, you may or may not have been born in the right body. So now someone is growing up thinking, I'm not in the right body. You have no control mm -hmm. over that. And you and they're saying that that may be wrong. That is mm -hmm. so going to mess up the minds and it's going to cause yeah. people to hate themselves, which then mm -hmm. they can never love another person. They can never care about their neighbor when they can't even care about themselves. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that we all talk so much about that one aspect of who God is, is the love aspect. And there's more to God than just love. Yes, our number one commandment is for us to love our neighbor that above all other fruits of the spirit, like we should always love our neighbor. But as far as who Christ was, he was a judgment and wrath and he had laws in place for our protection. Yeah. Um, so it's frustrating when so many Christians only focus on the love part because, um, mm -hmm. and they're getting it messed up anyway, because they're acting as if, it's a selfish kind of love. They're twisting it. It's not like, I guess, what is the agape love and the the what the real meaning of what Christ's love meant um, didn't mean affirming sin. It didn't mean allowing for sin. Um, and so there's just a big mis 
a disconnect and which again it's because we have slowly stopped really diving into the word and knowing yeah. the bible and so and that's a full time job i mean it is. i'll i'll go yeah. in and read like i've been reading isaiah 54 just that one chapter and it's about the barren woman and honestly, when I first heard it, I was like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I have children. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like, how can I relate to that? But it's about barrenness, the barrenness of your dreams, the barrenness of success, the barrenness of relationships, whatever it might be. It doesn't just, they're using the analogy mm. and the picture. For other. Yep. Yes, of a woman yep. being barren from birthing mm. children because of the culture and the times they're in. But if somebody doesn't wow. take the time to understand just that tiny bit, you miss all the rest. And all the rest mm -hmm. is this beautiful um, charge basically from the Lord saying, even mm -hmm. though it looks like you're barren, even though you have not bore fruit, prepare mm -hmm. for the fruit because you will end up with more than the the woman who bears her own children. That's what it's saying. It's saying, stretch out mm -hmm. your tent pegs. In other words, prepare for the harvest, build yeah. out, build out expecting with expectation that God is good and he will bring you the blessings that he has promised. There will bear, you will bear fruit. Wow. I mean, that's good. That's because I'm reading that over and over and over and over and over and over yeah, and over exactly. and meditating on it and thinking like, well, what does this mean? And what a, if we did that with the whole Bible, could you imagine our world, mm -hmm. our churches would be alive again? Pastors yep. don't even do that hardly anymore. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, um, it's yeah. crazy, but I think that we are on the verge of something good. And I think God's getting ready to open up a lot and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. It's good stuff. So we don't need to be scared and, you know, worried about the future, you know, God already knows, but yep. uh, I sometimes wish, I always say, I wish I could just see into the future. I wish God could just tell me, here me you go. Just, I'm going to, here's the cliff notes. This is all you need to know. And yeah. then great. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of when we get in the Bible, we kind of see that, but it is with yeah. our personal life. It would be nice. I think that a lot, Well, you know, I, oh man, there's really quickly when you were talking about how much time it is in the Bible and like my stage of life, I can't, I mean, I barely can shower every day. I'm so busy with the stage of life we're in. And then, you know, I talked to mom and she's like, I just spent all day in the word. I'm like, what? Like, it's just different, different situations. Seasons. And it doesn't mean that you should feel less than or that no. God isn't being able to speak to you. There was this really great um, like story that was being circulated a while ago and I saved it somewhere, but it was basically talking about how God has something very special for women, yes. uh, different than men, and that every man in the Bible had to go somewhere to hear God's word. They had to go up to a mountain. They had to sacrifice. They had to meet God somewhere. Not any woman in the Bible ever had to do that. They Jesus met her at the well. Oh, I she love that. Yes, Jesus goes to them. Yes, Even so think of the women me. that come to look for Jesus in the tomb. He he yes. finds them. Yes. I love so every, that. And I, I believe it is every single woman in the Bible is exactly that, that God meets them. Every single man in the Bible, that man has to go meet God. And so that gave me a lot of wow, I like, love that. Um, grace. I know. And it really, like this was years ago. I remember someone shared that on Facebook and I saved it because I remember like almost crying because I felt like I'm not a good Christian because I don't have time to read the Bible. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't get to do any of that. And by the time it's like 
10 o'clock at night, I am exhausted and I'm not going to send. I, I That's why what you got to do is you got to put it on your app, put your yes. Bluetooth in and listen to it while you drive the kids to school. That's what I did. started doing. Yes. When I well, would be driving I Heidi, I would just put it on or I would put it on and I would make her listen to just one chapter. Just one. Yeah. We're just listening yeah. to this and then we'll move on, you know. Because yes. it's hard do. to find. Now I, I carve out time because I can't not do yes. it, you know. Yes. But um, it's difficult. It's really difficult. Well, sorry to cut you off. We I've got to yeah. jump onto another show here. So I want to be sure that yes. we get a Glad chance. Glad we got to do this. Yeah, it's just so fun. So y'all, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, make sure you watch all of our shows. We, we do a variety of things, but Tara and I do a show. We try and do one a month, if not more. It just depends on what's going on. But our goal is one a month. So thanks for joining me again. Thank Always you. great to do the show with you and have a great rest of the day. And God bless y'all. Yes. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, political instability. All of these can have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. But they can also cause gold and silver to go up. Hi, this is Dr. Kirk Elliott. Buy gold, buy silver, buy now, but buyer beware. Precious metals companies are not created equal. As a PhD economist, I have been in the financial, economic, and precious metals business for three decades. The philosophy of my firm is people over profit. I encourage you to read my bio to learn more about me at kirkelliotphd.com. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, 401k, and outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets any longer. Call 720-605-3900 or visit KirkElliottPhD.com. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.